Welcome to the Mind Your Heart podcast. My name is Jody. Today's episode is about the most recent lessons that I've learned, and that's regarding consistency versus intensity. Let's hop into it. A few years ago, I had this really big realization that maybe I could be a little bit intense sometimes. And it was actually quite surprising to me because I hadn't seen it in myself before. And then I kind of just let it go and went about my life. And a couple of years later, I had this really big epiphany that I could be pretty intense. Like I literally had the same epiphany twice, which surprised me a little bit. I had completely forgotten about the fact that I could be pretty intense. So the second time I was actually watching someone else. He was a horse trainer in a colt starting competition and he was super intense. And the people that I was with at the competition, my mom and a friend, they were really not vibing with him at all. And I could totally get and relate to all of the things that he was doing. And I could really see how intense he was. And I was totally relating it to myself. And I found it really interesting because at the end of the competition, it was the guys that weren't as intense that won it. And since then, I've taken a way bigger look at my intensity and how it actually doesn't serve me. In several ways, I think that my intensity has actually ruined a lot of relationships because I can get very focused on one thing and pushing really hard towards it. And not everybody is wired that way. I am starting to recognize that now. I didn't know that before. So Intensity, as far as I can figure, is really driven by the narrative that we carry around that we are not enough. And it certainly drives my intensity. And I've been working on this narrative for a lot of years now, and it's not, it's still showing up in several different ways. So if you ever feel like you aren't enough, meaning you have to be more, you have to do more, you have to output more or be more of something in order to achieve a result or in order to build a relationship or in order to accomplish a goal, then you're probably suffering from the not enough narrative that society gives us all the time too. And possibly your intensity is coming out also. So the most recent example I have of figuring out that I was too intense again, even though it's something that I try to keep at bay now, I try to just go with the flow and not get super crazy intense. It's like the the tortoise and the hare. That's how intensity shows up for me. So I'll be going towards something and I will be the hare, but I will burn myself out because I am so crazy about it. And then I have to quit and rest. You might start to see where consistency is starting to come into play and why I've put these two together in this episode, because the tortoise was consistent and got to the end. Anyways, I digress. So I decided that I wanted to lose about 10 or 15 pounds 
10 or 15 pounds shouldn't be that hard to lose. I've lost weight several times in the past. It's always come off easily. But right now I have a deadline and a goal for when I want to lose the weight because I have some clothes that I want to be able to fit in at a certain time. So in March, I decided to get serious about losing the weight. And and I'm okay, actually, just as a, as a side note for people who get really upset about body image and all of those things, I'm okay with the scale doesn't move. It's the body fat that I want to lose because I have some clothes that I need to fit into. So I need to really increase my lean body mass and lose or lower my body fat percentage. That's really my main goal. But I know that increasing my lean body mass is going to take a little bit longer and losing the fat is going to happen a little bit quicker. So I do expect the scale to go down, which is why I set it at about 10 or 15 pounds from where I am currently. Okay, so I, long story short, I end up on a macro tracking app. And it's tracking macros, which ultimately translates into calories. So I'm counting calories, basically, but I'm actually counting macros because there's a little more science into it. I want so much protein because I don't want to lose lean body mass and, and fats and carbs and all the things and I'm eating fairly balanced diet, but I'm eating fairly low calories. So I'm having to be pretty specific about how I am creating my meals. Okay, that's all fine and good. I can do that. No problem. I'm a super disciplined eater because I don't use food for emotional purposes at all. I can force myself, not even force myself. I'm happy to eat whatever. Just tell me what to eat and I'll eat it basically, as long as it's interesting. So that part of the equation was pretty easy. But in my mind, I thought, okay, I know that if I, the way this app works, that if I increase my energy expenditure, so my activity levels, then my calories are going to go up and I can eat more, which means I can go back to eating chocolate covered almonds, which I really love. And I've got cut out of my diet right now. After I just told you that I'm not an emotional eater, I do love chocolate covered almonds. Like literally I can eat a Costco size bag in a week if I want. So my goal switched from losing 10 to 15 pounds to raising my calories so that I can eat the chocolate covered almonds and still be okay. Okay. So that's all fine. So I was tracking calories for several weeks before I started on the app. So that part's still totally fine. But now I've added this other element of energy expenditure. And I literally went from someone, I ride horses every day. So that's my exercise every day. I walk my dog every day, but I don't get 10,000 steps in on my own. If I include the steps my horse takes, I'll often make 10,000 steps, but not on my own. So I upped my personal step count, not including the horses, up to 10,000. And then I started strength training. And I did all of this in the span of two weeks. And my energy level totally plummeted. I was exhausted. And I'm like, it must be the diet. I'm not eating enough calories. I'm not, and literally driving myself crazy trying to figure out why my energy levels were low. I started taking iron again because I know in the past that's really helped my energy levels. I was drinking more caffeine than I normally would. Normally I don't consume very much caffeine at all because I know it crashes me, but I had to get through my days. Like I was tanked for a whole week. And then I realized that 
It's not about intensity. I didn't need to start doing 10,000 steps and strength training all in the same week in order to make my goal, achieve my goal, because it's messing up the way that the app works, because I'm not being honest about my energy levels to begin with. And I just had this epiphany again, actually this morning, that I am probably a little too intense about this and go back to just consistency. So my word for the year this year, and I have a, I created a planner where I talked about the word for the year. So if you haven't downloaded the planner, then you need to go find it at www.starpasser.com forward slash five. And in the show notes, you can listen to that whole episode. It talks about how to build a plan for your life. But in the show notes is a worksheet that will help you plan your life and you can have a word for the year too. But every time you plan and you create a word for the year, then your word for the year sort of reveals more things deeper as you go. And it sort of transforms. I talk about it in that episode a little bit. I also talk about it in episode number three. So you can get to that one at starpasser.com forward slash three. And I will also link these these two links in the show notes on the website. But I talk about how my word for the year that year changed and develop, and, and how your word will change and evolve as you get through the year and you get a deeper understanding. So my word for the year this year was rise, because I knew I needed to rise into the person that would get this podcast done that would create the courses and, and share this knowledge and information with all of you that I've learned over the last few years, I knew I had to rise into a different version of myself. So I chose the word rise. Well, so far, the first part of rise that is being revealed to me is to be more consistent and maybe a little less intense. So what that means to me in regards to the calories is that I need to just do my regular activity levels and slowly I can bring in more activity if I need to, eat the regular calories, get a baseline and then build on it. And to continue to be consistent with it is more important than this crazy intensity, burn myself out, kill my energy level, be a lunatic and run myself into the ground in order to try to outsmart the app that I am actually paying for to help me lose the 10 or 15 pounds that I want to lose. So while I'm still learning about consistency in my unveiling of the word for the year, there are a few things about consistency that I wanted to share with you so that you can think about how you can be more consistent with where you're heading in your life. And maybe if you're one of these person, people that are just like me, who is driven by this narrative of you have to be more in order to achieve the thing, it'll help you settle down and allow you to also deregulate your nervous system a little bit and just slowly and methodically move towards the thing that you want to get. That's what consistency is. So the first thing that I wanted to point out is that our life is a trajectory. So if you think about a graph and how if you're starting in the bottom left corner of the graph at the very bottom and you want that graph line to move up diagonally to the right, that's the trajectory we're on. It's not going from zero straight up to 160. That's intensity. That doesn't, that's not sustainable. 
So whatever you're doing, whether it's a weight loss goal or whether you're wanting to build something or whether you're wanting to work on the relationship, we need to have tangible steps that we build for ourselves in order to create the consistency in showing up. And that leads me to point number two is recognize that self-doubt is going to try and distract you from being consistent. And all self-doubt is, is something in your brain triggering because you haven't seen results yet. And it's telling you, you can't do it. You're not good enough. It's not going to work. It's not for you. All of those little thoughts, those are just self-doubt thoughts. And if your intention is to just be consistent, no matter what your thoughts are doing, then you're going to stay on that trajectory and get moving towards the results that you want. And the final thing, which is sometimes the hardest thing, is to trust the process. I have to remind myself all the time to just trust the process. My brain is constantly trying to outthink, outsmart, outwit everything that I'm trying to do because I don't trust the process. And mostly I don't trust the process when it's something new that I'm trying So once you have done it or gone through it a couple times and you understand the process and you see that the process actually does produce results, it becomes a lot easier to trust it. But if you don't trust it, if you don't make the conscious choice to trust the process, you're going to quit before you ever get there because you're not seeing the results. So the third one in order to achieve consistency in your life is to really stop and just trust the process and keep going consistently step after step after step. Consistency is boring. I'm going to be the first to admit it. I love intensity. I love the fire. I love the pressure. I love chasing after something. I love, I love intensity. I love the results that it can bring you really quick. The problem is as we get older in life, quick results are a thing of the past normally. At this point in our lives, it is truly about choosing to do something consistently, step by step, moving towards it, no matter how boring that process might be. And for some of you, that might not be boring. It might just be boring for me, but I have to push through even though I find it a little bit boring and just step by step, move towards the thing consistently so that the trajectory can go up. That's what we're trying to achieve here. And slowly, step by step, just like the tortoise got there, faster than the hare, we will get there by being consistent rather than by being intense. So those are the three things that we need to remember in order to keep ourselves consistent and to stop this crazy intense I'm not worthy and I have to be more in order to achieve the thing thinking. So the first one is just remember that your life is on a trajectory and you want that trajectory to go up at a steady pace, sideways to the right, not straight up because that's a recipe for burnout. Number two, ignore the self-doubt and the self-sabotage and all of the distractions that come along the way when you're trying to be consistent and move forward. Just keep moving. And that brings us to step number three, which is just trust the process. There's 
no reason why you can't do anything that anybody else in the world has ever done. Nobody is a special snowflake. Nobody is that talented that it can't be reproduced if you trust the process. So learn the process, trust the process, ignore the self-doubt and stay on the trajectory. All right, that's everything that I have for you guys today. I just want to let you know I appreciate every one of you for taking the time to spend with me and let me be in your ear. Please, on whatever platform you're listening to the podcast on, go rate and review it so that other people can find it. I appreciate every single one of you, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Mind Your Heart podcast. If you loved this podcast, then please screenshot it and post it to Facebook, Instagram, or wherever you post stuff. And be sure you tag me and let me know why you liked this episode and what you would like to hear in the future. That will help me know what to create for you. 